welcome back to our golden 20s. My name is Tegan and I'm joined with my co-host Sadie. Hello. And we are very excited to bring this episode to your ears today. We are talking all about budget-friendly ways to practice self-care, which I feel like is perfect timing with the looming recession and the cost of living going up. And how that can be very stressful. So it's almost like you need more self-care and Mm -hmm. how it's so easy to sort of fall into the trap of thinking that self-care is expensive and that, you know, to have a relaxing weekend, you need to get a $200 facial and a $150 massage and a manicure and all that kind of stuff. And so we're going to talk about some ways that are free or cheap to practice self-care. But before we get into that, I think we're going to do a connection card. Yay. Speaking of self-care, I feel like a connection card could be a good form of self-care. And I have my deck. I'm going to do a little ASMR shuffle. I don't know if my mic will pick this up. <laughs> I'm not an ASMR person at all, but if you are, yeah. this is for you. Just kidding. People are like, okay, what the heck is yeah. going on? What is the best decision you have ever made? I think mine would be going to Brock University for film because love it. I met my husband there. That's now what I do for my career. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's my choice. Yeah, I love it. It's like it was the starting point for all the pieces to fall into place for your life to be as it is today. It's like I was thinking of it from the perspective of what is one thing that if I changed, my life would look different. And I can't picture my life without that. Yeah. key step so yeah yeah I love that I think mine is very similar however rather than being rooted in the school I went to mine is just leaving my small town and moving mm-hmm. to Toronto and that is because I think it's the same thing where school was yeah. my gateway to the city but it's really living in the city that is important to me And Mm -hmm. if you're someone who also comes from a small town, I feel like that's often the goal. If you're a teenager, you're like, I just need to make it out of this shitty town and (laughs) make it in the real world. You know what I mean? So that was very much my mentality. And now actually Tegan and I were just talking about this this past weekend because I think we were talking about like owning a house and like Mm -hmm. property. And in order to do that, for our generation anyway, you either need to have a lot of generational wealth or you need to move out of the city to somewhere you can Mm -hmm. afford, you know, somewhere just like not even suburbs, like not even GTA area. This is like go to small towns, kind of where Tegan and I grew up. But I'm like, I'm just not ready to give up my city life. You know, Mm -hmm. I love my social life. You heard me rant about that in last week's episode. I love my marketing job, even if I do work from home, I like being able to go networking and socializing downtown over really expensive dinner and drinks. Like that is just the life I love. So 
Mine is definitely best decision, move into Toronto. Even though I'm the first to shit on Toronto, I always joke <laughs> that if you live in Toronto, it's okay to shit on it and <laughs> complain yeah. about it all the time because it can be the best and the worst at the same time. But in this instance, it is the best. <laughs> yeah. Ask me tomorrow. It might be the worst, but. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. All Great. right. So like, I feel like I said this last time we did connection card, but I feel it's always a fun way to start a conversation like at your next dinner or drink sesh with your friend, mm-hmm. just like a little question. So do that and head over to our Instagram. Also, if you want to answer and share your answer with our Golden Twenties community, uh, we'll be sharing everyone's answers anonymously on our stories. So yeah, tell us what is the best decision you have ever made? Great. Well, I think that now that that's done we can get into the meat of the episode as you know I was saying earlier there's the cost of living going up and the potential of recession and people losing their jobs and that kind of thing and if you're anything like me when things get crazy the first thing that gets like chopped from the list is self-care and Mm -hmm. That's not good because if you're stressing about your financial situation, you should be implementing more self-care, not less. But it can be hard, especially when your automatic assumption is that self-care is expensive. Totally. And I think there's such a huge industry around self-care now where it's very easy to feel like I need to invest so much money into practicing self-care because that's kind of the information we're fed all the time. And when you're, you know, maybe living on your own in an expensive city like Toronto, like I am, it's like, okay, but also my grocery bill is out the roof or is that the saying out the roof? Through the (laughs) roof. You know what I'm trying to say. Through the roof. Yes. My grocery bills through the roof. So what am I supposed to choose? Like, yeah. Buying really healthy, great food or like you were saying, getting a $200 facial because mm-hmm. that is what is being pitched to me as self-care. So I feel like this episode two is just a little bit of a reality check and maybe we've been doing a few different reality checks lately, but it's also just reminding you that self-care doesn't need to be this big grand thing. In fact, yeah. It shouldn't be a big grand thing because it really needs to be rooted in you taking genuine care for yourself, you intentionally carving out time for yourself. That's what the root of self-care is all about. And that's where you'll see it's beneficial to you and your mental health and maybe your physical health in some cases that we're going to talk about. But that's what matters. It doesn't need to be something huge and extravagant in order to count as self-care. Yeah. Well, and I feel like it's easy too to be like all or nothing where it's like, I Mm -hmm. want to get a gym membership. And then you look it up and all of your closest gyms are $200 a month. You're like, I can't afford that. I guess I'm not working out. When it's like, you're skipping the option that's probably the thing you should do first before you spend $200 a month on a gym membership is, you know, there are 
free or cheaper options. And I don't know, I even like am guilty. And I feel like lots of people are guilty of you're like, I'm going to do a yoga challenge. Okay. Well, if I'm going to do that, I need a whole yoga outfit and I need a new mat Mm -hmm. and I better get some. And then it's like, you spend all this money up front before you've even like done it, but that's almost like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's just how my brain works and it doesn't need to be that way. Yeah. I love how you bring up the gym membership. I feel like that's a great place to start because that is exactly what happened to me. And again, if you listen to last week's episode, you hear me, heard me rant about how I haven't been working out or like Mm -hmm. prioritizing movement in any way so far in 2023. And it's funny because one of my big goals in February actually was to try F45 that just opened by my house. And why I wanted to try F45 was because I think it's very similar workouts to what I was doing with my trainer. However, it's like Mm -hmm. a more social thing than just working out at home. You get the full equipment, you know, the whole experience. I was like, maybe I can meet some fit boy there, you know, make my whole (laughs) meeting somebody IRL vision come to life. So that's what I had my eye set on for Mm -hmm. my workout journey so far this year. However, Beyonce tickets went on sale. (laughs) (laughs) And then I booked a flight to Montreal to go wedding dress shopping with my sister. And then more concert tickets went on sale. And then, you know, all these expenses started popping up where when I looked into an F45 membership, it's exactly like you were saying, Tag, where it's like, well, that starts at $300 a month. And I was like, well, I just paid $300 to see Beyonce. I don't have, you know, $300 to spend on a gym membership this month. So that's what ended up happening for me is I just didn't work out at all, like you were saying. And I was, had this like moment of realizing how silly that is because I was like, is it F45 that equals self-care, like we're saying? Or is it just the fact I show up and do a workout that Mm -hmm. is the self-care and it's that reality check I needed. So I've been going back to my roots and it's kind of funny because I've been off and on with YouTube workouts so much, especially through the pandemic, but I'm like, these are actually so great. Like YouTube, I go on about my love for YouTube all the time, (laughs) but YouTube is so great because it's literally free content. Like Mm -hmm. unless you have YouTube premium, whatever that is, but like it is free content, but the creator is getting paid still in some cases, (laughs) I guess in some of the cases of the workout videos, they're not with the music copyright, whatever, but it's like, I'm somebody who loves yoga, but if I can't afford my gym membership this month, then I'm, or my yoga studio membership this month, I'm just going to do yoga with Adrian, you know, and that really hits the same way. And it's still me caring for my body. Or I've been also really wanting to try Pilates, but Mm -hmm. again, just haven't made it a priority in my budget or in my routine. So I know I've mentioned move with Nicole in the past. I think probably Mm -hmm. like in our first season when we were like peak lockdown was when I discovered her. But she does some like workouts where I'm like sweating and sore for the next few days after it like she kills it the same way an instructor would in an actual class so I definitely want to say if you're struggling on the gym membership and like prioritizing that in your budget this month or next month or at any time at all 
go to YouTube because mm-hmm. there's honestly so many good workouts there. Those are just some of my favorites. But yeah, wanted to just kick it off with a personal example. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think another good option is something that I've talked about and I use and it's class pass, which mm-hmm. has some cheaper options. Now, obviously if you're paying for a gym membership, you can go every day. You can go to multiple classes a day. Class pass will not be affordable if that's what you're doing. But if you're someone like me who wants to go to a workout class, like once a week, maybe twice, if you're feeling crazy, I can usually stick with the $50 class pass membership for a month and that will cover those classes. And that's a lot more affordable than $200 a month. In, totally. And let's say you don't even have $50 a month. You just lost your job, say whatever. You could be doing hot girl walks or hot girl runs. Mm-hmm. The Nike totally. like running app has great guided runs for beginners. And even like you could listen to this podcast on a hot girl walk and still be getting like your heart rate up, getting your steps in, moving your body and not spending a single cent. Yeah, I know walks and runs are so underrated considering yeah. it gets you out of the house, you get fresh air, you're moving your body, and those are the things, again, that equal self-care. So I love that so much. I think another thing I wanted to mention too, I know through my work, they actually have like a perk employee perk program, and it mm-hmm. gives you a discounted rate at Good Life, I mm-hmm. think is the one my gym's associated with. I feel like Good Life's associated with everything, so probably. Yeah. <laughs> but that could also be something you look into. So it's not quite similar to the class pass, but it's like using, you know, it's finding ways to kind of offset your cost of a gym membership. So definitely yeah. look into that as well. And on the whole class thing you also reminded me I'm a huge fitness class person that's Mm -hmm. why I love doing like yoga classes things like that but I find when I'm not doing class pass or whatever just at home workouts like that's what I miss the most but I think we've also mentioned MK fit on YouTube and her she does like dancey hit workouts and I find her videos make me feel like I'm in a class because she just has like such crazy energy and just like the actual like workout is just like class vibes so I also check recommend you check her out as well and if like the whole class thing isn't your cup of tea you're just like no I want like kind of f45 like circuit hit workouts I also recommend you check out Derby I think it's called D-A-R-E-B-E-E and it's a website that just has a whole bunch of pre-made workouts you can download them you can print them and it's totally free I think they have Mm -hmm. like a Patreon slash donation but you can pledge whatever you want as a donation or if you don't have money for it when you get that workout maybe you can use it for free and then go back when you do have a little bit more income or something disposable income sorry but they have some really great workouts again more like circuits and cycles but Mm -hmm. they have body weight options options with equipment options for cardio legs butt, like literally anything full body workout so 
check that out as well. I feel like it's a good substitute for, like I was saying, something like F45 or even Mm -hmm. kind of like a personal trainer. However, obviously these are just more generic workouts, not personalized specifically for you, but you can still filter by the equipment you have and what you're looking to focus on. Great. I think the next sort of self-care category we wanted to talk about was, I think, like the more traditional idea of what people think of of self-care. And I sort of touched on this earlier when talking about like getting a facial or getting a massage, but it's the idea that self-care comes from visiting a really expensive spa which obviously that is, if you have the money for it, that is one way to practice self-care, but then there are also lots of free options. Yeah, I love this so much. I think, again, similar to the whole gym membership, looking into perks at work, I know a lot of benefit packages, at least here in Canada, cover massages. So it's Mm -hmm. usually like capped at 500 bucks a year or something like that. But I think rather than being like, no, I can't afford a massage, it's like, well, let's look first into the work benefits. And maybe if it's covered 80%, maybe I can afford that remaining 20% or whatever your coverage is. So again, maybe you don't have to totally sacrifice this. Maybe there is a way to offset that cost and you can still get that spa experience. So definitely check that out as a first step, I would say. Mm -hmm. I'm really bad for not using my benefits at work. So I'm literally just paying for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So I need to get better about that. That is a note to self. Yeah. I love my work sponsored massages. They're yes. the best. And they feel even better when you don't have to pay for them. Yes, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, and like depending on your benefits, you can usually get a couple spread out throughout the year. And I find that the right. benefits you get from massage are so much better when you get them multiple times. Like obviously getting one massage is good, but if you get a massage focusing on the same like problem areas over a couple of months, it's like you see big improvements in that way. So definitely use them up. Although I rarely actually ever use mine up because I always forget. (laughs) And then it becomes December and I'm like, okay, time to get three massages because I've got to use this up. 100%. I wish they also covered facials because that's something I'm trying to get a little bit more into. However, since they don't, or at least mine don't, I also feel like you can really lean into an at-home facial experience. And obviously it's not quite the same as somebody else doing it and having all like the fancy LED lights and machines and, you know, even like the fancy treatments that they use at an actual spa. But I do think you can get a lot of the same benefits. And I think too, it might be a little bit of more upfront cost. Like I think there's so many face tools out there lately, even if it's just like a crystal roller or Mm -hmm. a gua sha, or even you can get like a facial steamer. Those are an upfront, upfront investment if you have a little bit of extra money, but it might save you money in the long run if you just start using these at home rather than doing a facial. Same with like investing in face masks. 
I guess face masks actually aren't that expensive. Like you can get them from the dollar store or I get mine from the body shop and they're like, I don't know, maybe $5, but also maybe investing in like a lactic acid treatment. Like if the one I get is very expensive, but I'm like, it's a whole bottle that is cheaper than the cost of one facial. You know what I mean? So it's like, while it's still expensive, it does save me money over the long run. So I don't know, maybe just like research what is typically in the facial, I was going to say massage, but like in a facial at a Mm -hmm. place you're interested in and be like, okay, how can I recreate this at home? Because chances are you likely can. Yeah. One thing that I started doing over the pandemic was for Christmas, I asked for a gel nail lamp and then I started doing my own gel manicures. And like, obviously I was doing that because all of our nail salons were shut But that's another good way to save money if you're someone who, like, can't, you know, go a week without having nail polish on. That can be a good way to save money, especially because, like, some of the nail polishes you can get are so cheap. Yeah, totally. I love that idea so much. I think something else that speaking of things that we've adopted through lockdowns and spending Mm -hmm. so much time at home, I became a bath person. And I honestly feel like this, you can really make a whole spa experience if you wanted to. Like I'm imagining a candlelit bubble bath where it's like just – you can really play with like scents and like Mm -hmm. Epsom salts in your bath and things like that. But if you're having like a lavender scented bubble bath, candlelit, you could even um, put on some like high frequency or spa music in the background and just like veg out and just totally relax. Like I'm a water sign. So this obviously makes sense (laughs) to me where I see water and I'm like, I just want to merge myself in that and feel absolutely weightless or weightless, but I feel like you could really do it up. And Mm -hmm. even if it's not the exact same as like any type of therapeutic water circuit, it would be very much an act of self-care still. And I feel like actually sometimes I do my baths almost too hot where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to like pass out. This is too hot. But it's like, it feels so nice to like sweat it out at the same time when your bath is like super hot so I don't know I'm imagining that a really hot bath you could even do like cucumbers on your eyes or like cucumber Mm -hmm. water or like usually I have a sparkling water in a like nice glass sometimes I'll throw cucumbers into that or lemon slices like treat yourself you know what I mean and this is a totally free way to do that you might need to invest in the bubbles and the candles and the cucumber and the water but that could be part of your grocery that week you know what I mean like yeah much more affordable than going to the spa to do this yeah 100 percent I've also gotten really into drugstore dupes for for Sephora products because I've been trying to scale back my Sephora shopping. So honestly, you guys, I was like, okay, where do I even start with drugstore dupes? So if it's like skincare, if it's makeup, whatever. But there's so many like articles about this. Like I was seeing things on the every girl on like all these other different blogs that I follow. I can search for the same 
thing on TikTok. So I'm getting still influenced, but on products that are like $10 instead of like $40. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like when you actually make an effort to be like, what are the good things to buy from the drugstore? Or like if you have a Sephora yeah. problem like I do, it's like there's actually a lot of resources out there and like guidance. You're not going into this totally blind. Everybody's in the same boat where we can't all afford to buy all of our skin and spa and beauty products from Sephora. So take no shame in getting some of these things from the drugstore. Yeah, I love that. When I was like – yeah in I guess like middle school and high school getting drugstore products was like very luxurious for me Mm -hmm. and very exciting so I think we need to get back to that totally you know something that really ticks me off here in Canada so this is really only for our Canadian listeners (laughs) is when you buy things at Shoppers Drug Mart which is like our I don't know what would be the equivalent in the U.S. Ulta maybe like our Ulta I think isn't that like their cheaper drugstore beauty oh maybe stuff, i was thinking I think. like shoppers would be like a cvs almost like it's like yeah yeah i don't know doesn't matter in any case for our canadian listeners if you buy something at shoppers it's still more expensive than if you buy it at the grocery store like at your like loblaws yeah. independent zares whatever so that's also my tip to you guys (laughs) where it's like if you're buying covergirl mascara which is my like favorite or if you're buying Mm -hmm. dr teal's bath like bubble bath like get it from the grocery store because it's still typically like two dollars cheaper than even the drugstore it's very weird to me but (laughs) anyways (laughs) that's been my realization as i go the drugstore dupe way love it love it yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think The next sort of category we're going to talk about is therapy, which obviously we talk about Mm -hmm. a lot as a form of self-care, but I think we both know how expensive it is. And yeah, I did therapy for a year without it being covered by benefits and that shit's expensive. It is. And I think I'm going to start this with the exact same way I started the others. Typically, you do have coverage if you have benefits at work. But again, mine max out at $500 for the year. So actually, no, $300 for the year. So I'm already maxed out for 2023. I hit that in March. And that's one quarter of the way through the year. So totally. Going to therapy is a huge privilege. And I do think if you can afford to do it, or if you can afford to prioritize it in your budget, like Mm -hmm. Tegan said, we talk about this all the time. Both of us have seen really great results coming out of therapy. So I do think it's worth it, but obviously not everybody can afford to do it. So first look into your benefits at work. And if it's not covered in benefits, also look into payment plans because I think something like BetterHelp, I haven't actually looked into BetterHelp, but according to the ads and all the other influencers who talk about it, (laughs) they have payment plans available or kind of like set fees based off your kind of like income uh, bracket type of thing. So look into that. Maybe there's also 
some sort of financial aid you can apply for, again, to help offset the cost. So don't count yourself in or don't count yourself out before you count yourself in. That's been an underlying theme of our past few episodes, but I think it applies to this too. Put in the work to see how you can find some savings and still manage to go because it really is, I feel, the ultimate act of self-care. Yeah, 100%. Even like the therapist that I saw when I didn't have any benefits, she like subsidized her costs depending on her patients' like salaries. Yeah. So if you are... Obviously, like if you're seeing a therapist and something changes in your financial situation, talk to them first and, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe come to an agreement. If not, like you can find therapists who specialize in that type of work who usually will be able to give you a little bit of a deal. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think another way to think about it is to maybe reduce the amount of times you go to therapy I feel like there's I don't know like this misconception that you have to go once a week at least or like Mm -hmm. I watch movies and the character goes to therapy like three times a week like damn you're rich and so you know as long as you're honest and upfront about that with your therapist like I've seen therapists for you know every two weeks once a month there have been times when I'm like I need to take off three months and Mm -hmm. that's pretty normal I think unless obviously if you're having severe mental health troubles they probably want to talk to you more but I think if you are sort of approaching therapy as like a way of self-care and self-improvement like Sadie and I are cut back on the times you're going instead of just like deciding well I can't afford therapy yeah that's exactly what I did once I maxed out my benefits for the year where I was like I was going every four weeks but knowing I'm now fully footing the bill for this for the next eight months of the year, like maybe I start to go every six weeks, you know, or maybe I'll Mm -hmm. go every eight weeks, like just stretch it out. But again, I'm in a position where I feel okay doing that. But Yeah. yeah, I think that's a great idea. And of course, if you can't, even if you're like, listen, ladies, I know this is important, but I just really can't find the money for it right now. We totally get it. And I don't think this is going to be a surprise for me to say next, but I think journaling is a really great alternative to therapy. I think it's also very cost efficient, obviously, like Mm -hmm. you're not, you're, you have to work things through on your own, which can be a lot harder. That's why therapy, I love therapy is because it's somebody who's totally unbiased, unattached to the situation, providing feedback and input and making you think and kind of in some ways guiding you through whatever you're going through. But Mm -hmm. journaling can really help you figure out how to process these things on your own. And all you need is a notebook or just a pad of paper and a pen. And I think if you're having a hard time processing your emotions and you do want a little bit of guidance through this kind of journaling journey, look into journal prompts on Pinterest or we have some on our Patreon or time to time we share them on Instagram. Because again, that can be a really great way, totally free way to get a little bit of guidance without it being 1000% as personalized as a therapist if that makes sense. 
Yeah, kind of a similar thought I had too was to look into your library for books on mental health and self-care. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of traditional therapy is CBT therapy and you can get like workbooks on this where it the books ask like the questions that a therapist would ask and you would write out the answers in a journal. And if you're getting these books from the library, it's completely free. Even if you're purchasing one of these books, it'll be significantly cheaper than going to see a therapist. So that could be sort of like a cheap first step alternative. Another thing I thought about was trying meditation. I think especially if you are like an overthinker or a worrier, Spotify and YouTube have lots and lots of guided meditations and you can get like as specific as you want or as general as you want. You can be like, I'm looking for you know, a meditation about relaxing, or you could be like, I'm looking for a meditation when I'm annoyed about my coworkers. And like, you can find whatever the scenario is. And that I find can also be really helpful. If you're like, I'm overwhelmed, I'm like pissed off about this thing, or I'm upset about this thing. Just hearing like an outside voice say like, it's okay. And you give yourself the moment to like relax and actually hear it can be really helpful so I wanted to mention that too I love that I feel like as much as I do yoga I don't actually ever meditate like Mm -hmm. I view yoga as like a moving meditation for sure where like I'm very focused on just what I'm doing on the mat rather than to kind of like calm my thoughts and anxiety but I have a hard time just sitting and meditating however the few times I've done it a guided meditation is the way I go. Like, yeah, like you said, yeah. they're so accessible at this point that it's almost too easy where you're like, this isn't going to work. This was too easy. And then yeah. you do it and you're like, no, that was actually exactly what I needed. So I second that for sure. Yeah. The last sort of thing I wanted to mention is in terms of like mental health self-care is to take social media breaks because mm-hmm. like you might not realize it, but maybe that's where some of your negative feelings are coming from. And this is completely free schedule time to be like, I'm going to go outside or I'm going to watch a movie or I'm going to take a bath and I'm not going to have my phone with me. Yeah. Especially since that social media is probably what's making you feel like your self-care isn't enough compared to someone else's version of self-care. So it's like, you know what? Ultimate self-care is just silencing that voice. (laughs) Like We don't need that here. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. I think something that I really consider self-care for me is seeing my friends and family and just having people to talk to, if it's mm-hmm. therapeutic rants about my work week, if it's somebody to kind of daydream about our next vacation with, literally just having people to talk to and hang out with is a big contributor to my overall mental health and just happiness. And I think we're all likely in the same boat. However, it can be expensive if mm-hmm you're going out with friends all the time. So the last area we're going to talk about is what to do with your friends and family and people in your life um, to spend time with them, but also save money at the same time. 
So I think the first thing that came to mind for me is I'm always like, hey girl, want to go out for dinner? Hey girl, want to grab a drink tonight? Hey girl, like, yeah, let's go out. Let's go out. Let's go out. And that's partially because I work from home and I'm just dying to get out of my house at the end of the day. (laughs) But it's so nice to just have a friend over or go Mm -hmm. to a friend's house and literally just have like the exact same chats you would have over dinner and drinks, but over a $12 bottle of wine in somebody's apartment instead. Mm -hmm. So I think that can be really great. And I feel like the last time we talked about this topic and about friends and things, chances are your friend is also down to save money that night. So don't feel any shame and being like, do you actually want to just come over to my house? I'll have wine or like bring your own drinks, whatever it is. I think you can save a lot of money that way as well. That being said, I love hosting. So whenever I'm like, want to come over to my house, I'm like probably spending way more money (laughs) than I need to. But it's because I'm like, okay, I'm going to have all the snacks and Mm -hmm. all the drinks and all this stuff. I'm going to have cute plates and napkins. That is so unnecessary. And I often have to check myself on that. But I think if you are somebody who loves to host and maybe you're having multiple friends over, like Again, don't have any shame and asking people if they're open to doing like a potluck or Mm -hmm. BYOB or something where everyone's kind of contributing rather than you providing everything as the host. Or maybe they just come over for like after dinner, like I was saying, for a drink of wine or a movie night where you're just supplying popcorn or something like that. It doesn't need to be this big grand evening like it would be if you were going out on the town. Yeah, 100%. One thing that you and I used to do, I feel like when I first sort of moved to the city and was not getting paid (laughs) nearly as much as I was now, is we would do like free events in the city. And I would like find them on Eventbrite or you'd see them on Instagram. And we would just go on all kinds of little adventures. We went to like one seminar that was about like healing your skin from the inside we went to like a horoscope event we went to like a women in business event and these were all free and you get like out of your house you get to socialize maybe meet other people in your city oftentimes you get free things which Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with free things things. (laughs) (laughs) there are still I'm gonna say it now Bumble has the best free things if you ever see bumble at an event like they go to concerts and stuff in toronto i don't know i would assume they do the same in america but i like beeline there because they're pens they have the best pens i got like a bucket hat from them last summer and it's like the comfiest hat i have i'm obsessed i have a tote bag from them that i use all the time actually so good one of the yeah, one of the free events Tegan and I went to, it's funny that you brought this up because literally I have like very little memory of my life pre-pandemic and yeah. you just like threw me back all the way to pre-pandemic <laughs> where I'm like, oh yeah, that we definitely did all those things. I just totally forgot. Yeah. But one of the free events we went to, I think it was free, but it was hosted by Bumble and it was a live podcast recording. I forget what that girl's podcast was. I don't think it's still going. But do you remember that type? No. Uh, well, I forget what her – I have it on my podcast app. Interesting. She was – I think she had a guest on it. Hold on, guys. Bear with me. I'm going to 
It was called Mindful Mostly Podcast. I don't remember you don't this remember? at all. I okay. Well, we went. I went to a bunch of Bumble events. This is why they're all like getting mixed together in my head. Like we went to one yeah. event where Allegra Shaw was a guest. Do you remember? Was this with someone else? No, I think I was there. Yeah, no, I was definitely there. I think that was at Yorkdale or something. Was it? Yeah. Well, I mean, we did one there and then one downtown. See, this they're all becoming the same. I remember we saw yeah. Allegra Shaw at some event. I got a pen at one event. Yes. That's like the most details I can remember. I should have written like notes. Yeah, I'll go back on my Instagram. But yeah. what I was going to say was if Bumble's still doing live podcast recordings, maybe that should be on our vision board is doing a live Ooh. podcast for our golden 20s. Unlimited pens. Hook up pens. the listeners <laughs> with free pens, free tote yes. bags. Like, I think that would be so fun. A free social night out for everybody yes. listening right now. Oh my now. gosh, that would be Okay, so that's much now fun. on the vision board. Yeah. yeah, I have also Bumble. heard that if you met like your fiance on Bumble, if you email them, they will send you like a whole goodie basket with champagne and all these Bumble goodies. What? So if anyone is listening who has met their significant other on Bumble, please do that and like send me a picture so I can live through oh you. Oh gosh. Okay, I'm now determined to find my man on Bumble. Yes. I'm like, why have you been withholding this information? This would be I the know. <laughs> motivation I need to keep exactly. showing up on the apps. Oh my I, gosh. Yeah, That's I just cool. met my stupid husband on Facebook. They are certainly <laughs> not giving out free things. <laughs> oh my goodness. I missed my chance. Anyways, yeah. Anyways, I guess we needed to go on a like love <laughs> note to Bumble because Bumble's the best. Yeah. But <laughs> yes, I love that. Look into free things is how we got on this. I think even mm -hmm. looking into museums in your city, like I know uh, the ROM in Toronto just brought back, I think it's like the second Tuesday of every month it's free or something like that. So yeah. check that out in your uh, city or town as well. Even I think there's some public spaces like in Toronto we have uh botanical gardens like all of those since it's like a city thing it's either donation or totally free so look into that actually sorry now I'm just going on a huge rant about the whole city thing <laughs> but I saw actually somebody posted on TikTok how there's so many free classes and kind of like hobby things put on by the city of Toronto that nobody mm -hmm. knows about. However, they're all listed on the website. So that could be something to check out if you live in Toronto or maybe check it out for your city, see if they have something similar. But I feel there's a lot of, all of this to say, I think there's a lot of free things going on in the city. You just need to look for them and then sign yourself up. Yeah, even I think just like going for a walk around the city, especially if you're like, oh, I really mm -hmm. want to go for, you know, sit on a patio, but I don't want to spend the money that it costs to sit on a patio. Ask a friend, like, do you want to walk past all the patios and see what's up and, you know, people yeah. watch or anything like that? We have like a great waterfront in Toronto, like walk along the waterfront go to a farmer's yeah. market just to shop or if you have an area of your city where it's like really fancy boutiques go look at all the windows and I, it's so much easier like when I walk past Gucci or Chanel to not buy things because of course I'm not going to buy those because I don't have that kind of money and yet yeah. it still feels like you're having like a shopping day 
Totally. We love that so much. I think if you are wanting to go out somewhere, a great other or another great thing to do is to look for local happy hours. So somewhere, if you're like we're saying, craving a patio night, maybe look for somewhere who has like half price bottles of wines on Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) I just sounded... (laughs) I got all those words mixed up. Half bottles. No. Whoa. Okay, I'm losing it. You know, someone's like, Sadie, have you had half a bottle half of wine bottle today? Of no, wine? Yeah. I haven't. Half a bottle of wine Wednesday is what I'm trying to say. But look for happy hours with discounted menus on drinks, food, that sort of thing. Or maybe you go out for coffee instead of cocktails or like you were saying Mm -hmm. tag maybe you grab a lemonade or an ice cream and then go for a walk but that is a lot more cost efficient than going for a $20 cocktail at some bougie bar downtown yeah 100% and the last sort of point I think we have written down is to maybe start a club with your friends, whether this is like a book club or some other interest of yours. But the nice thing about like the book club that we're in is that, yeah, every once in a while you have to host. There's six of us. So twice a year you have to host and then you front the cost of, you know, a bottle of wine and some snacks. But then every other event that you go to as a part of that club you attend for free and don't pay anything. So it's a nice way to like make friends, get out of your house. Obviously like we're reading books. So if that's important to you and then you're only paying to host twice a year, but it's a Mm -hmm. monthly sort of thing and you can get your books from the library Mm -hmm. instead of having to buy them. And yeah, it can be like a cheap way I think to socialize. Yeah, 100%. I feel like that's why we started the book club is it's like, I want to see you guys more often and like have like kind of a reoccurring friendship date. But I don't know if I can commit to going out for dinner and drinks every time. So it's like, yeah, what's a free way to do this? It's you don't need an excuse kind of going back to what we're saying by just having people over. But if you go with the intention of like, no, we're meeting up for a purpose. It holds Mm -hmm. you accountable, keeps it in the calendar, but also it's kind of born out of a cost-friendly way. I was even thinking if you're trying like a new hobby, like say you want to pick up knitting because you see Michelle Obama says knitting's cool. So you're like, hell yeah, girl, let's go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's what I've been thinking lately. (laughs) Maybe you start a knitting club with your friends or like a crochet club, or maybe you just have friends over for like, I don't know, where you guys just like paint if you guys are very artsy or maybe you Mm -hmm. all work on your own little hobby but you do it together even if you're doing something different like this could literally look like anything it's just again kind of a way to socialize and meet up with your people without having to spend a million dollars to do so yeah 100 percent yeah All right, guys. Well, there you go. We hope you were taking notes because we just threw so many ideas (laughs) your way. I feel like we had, I felt like we were like whiteboarding that whole session where it's like, okay, here's another idea. Put it on the whiteboard. All right. Here's another one. Put it on the whiteboard. But all this to say, 
we hope you're feeling a less shame and not being able to afford something because I know that's immediately what I feel where I'm like, but I don't have like Peloton. I don't have a fancy gym membership. Like, you know, and then I feel shame in that. It's like, no, we're all just trying to, yeah, that's normal. We're all just trying Mm -hmm. to put food on the table right now. We're all just trying to pay our bills and get through this crazy time of high living expenses. So yes, hope you feel no shame in that and hope you feel inspired to practice self-care because like Tegan said, especially when times are tough or you're stressed out, that is an even more important time to Mm -hmm. practice self-care and put yourself first. So yeah, anyways, enough from me. Thank you for listening. enough debriefing. Thank you for listening. And we put out a new episode every Tuesday. So make sure you like and follow and whatever. So you see when our episodes drop. Also leave us a rating and a review if you like what you heard in today's episode. If you are a frequent listener, check out our Patreon. We would so love for your support on Patreon. We're trying to build a little community over there, giving you guys exclusive content, access to bonus episodes, and just other fun goodies. So check us out on Patreon. You can also find us on social media. We're at our golden 20s. All of our content there is free. So make sure you check us out there and follow along. But that's it for this week. We will see you next Tuesday.